Thursday Theology. Um, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Let's do this. Okay, Thursday Theology. Um, well, we just kind of uh, oh. got a little bit sidetracked there. We just discovered a, a, a book website. So yeah. uh, definitely got me thinking kind of, it's sort of uh, I have half a mind to hoard theology and <laughs> yeah. half a mind to read it. Do you ever find you spend like more time hoarding theological books than you do <laughs> actually reading them? I know, it is an actual frustration. I think... Um, uh, I'm like, why am I collecting more books? I just need to read one. Yeah. I find it, it's, it's sort of, isn't the problem as long as you are reading, you know? Like, it's just when you stop reading and only collecting, that's when mm. it gets frustrating, you know? Like, but, well, for me anyway. But I, that, I've noticed that that's the pattern for me, you know? <laughs> I know yeah, something's totally. off kilter if I'm not also reading, you know? Um, yeah. Like, I'm trying to fill the void or something. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And it is, I mean, it's just whether it's, it's weird how, I mean, at one level you've got, you know, beautiful books, you know, just the way they mm-hmm. look and mm-hmm. feel and cloth bound awesomeness and leather bound this and, you know, um, yeah. well, I suppose not leather bound, I'm thinking journals and calligraphy right now, but, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just stuff you want to just touch and hold and smell and awesome, awesome stuff. And then you think all of that's going to be lost with the digital ebook thing. But it's still an appeal. It's weird. It's the more, the more the merrier. Uh, we're you know? textile people, bro. How can you hug your books at night when they're in Kindle? Well, it's not about it's not about hugging your books at that point. It's about information. I when Liz goes away, I genuinely I put books in the bed next to me, and I like spoon them. I'll tell you what I'll do for you. I'll edit that out. <laughs> I'm just saying because I appreciate I that you're getting all vulnerable, but uh, no one needs to know. <laughs> no one needs to know. <laughs> it's too much. It's, it is too much. It's really it's slightly. Uh, I thought. I thought. I was. What I was hoping for is that you'd say, "Oh, me too," and then it would be like, "Oh, cool." I thought I was weird, but I, at yeah. least there's one other person who does it. But no. No, the only book that's been that into bed with me is my Hebrew textbook, which I remember. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And that's it's, just because you like fell asleep dropping it on your face. Exactly. And it's just like, you know, it just indicates the struggle that was. Um, but the problem with ebooks as well, though, is the, is the only exercise I get during my day is lifting up heavy books from the floor and putting them on my desk, you yeah. know. And now with ebooks, like that little bit of exercise is taken away from me, bro. That's mm, true. It's true. You don't even have to get up and look things up anymore. So <laughs> no, there's no reason to get up at all. Just uh, attach a <laughs> catheter and you're good to go, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, man, no. just, get, just get your, um, you know, food via a tube and, 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 and tube going out, and, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so we're doing theology. Oh, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, tubes and, oh, I don't like tubes. No. The, um, the, okay, so have you ever listened to El Mola's um, podcast, the briefing, um, once or twice. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, El Mola, right? Is mm-hmm. is a good guy, isn't he? Like, yep. He's on our page theologically. Um, he's a brother. He's a sharp guy. Yeah, I and mean, he, like he represents it, a kind of thoughtful Christianity, like a, a thoughtful, like you know, matured fundamentalism evangelicalism. You know, 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I've been listening to it. And I think it's very interesting. It's like a news report or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it just gets very American. So like apologies oh, to my American listeners. But like it's just, it does get very American. It made, made me realize there is just a link between church and state in America that yeah. from the point of view of a Brit or a New Zealander, mm-hmm. just it just doesn't make any sense. Mm. Like, like we're just so not there, mm. which seems weird because I know that there are like official links between church and state in the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, like we still have a house of Lords and a house of commons and a house of bishops and right. all that kind of stuff. Right. But culturally mm. church and state, you know, there's very little going no, on. Like no. the only time you ever hear about it is when the world gets involved with some tiff going on in the Church of England about whether or not to ordain women bishops or mm. ordain sexual vicars or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, which is more a case of the world getting involved in the church mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than it is a case of the church getting involved in the world. And it's the very opposite in the States. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I'm trying to come to terms with it. And I'm trying to think like in all the discussions about politics and like Republican, Democrat and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm not going to go there because I'm, I'm not going to pretend to understand it. Like just sell your guns, guys, have little pistols. You don't, you don't need to have a grenade launcher at home. <laughs> <laughs> like if they send in the tanks and the airplanes, it doesn't, your, your little M16 isn't going to help you anyway. You know, it's like, just totally. give it up. It, I know. Anyway. Um, but uh, the the kind of thing that it did get me thinking about was the whole two-age surgeon thing. Yeah. Hey, you're in the right place. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is what I'm hoping. So here's what I'm thinking. Am I going crazy liberal when I say this? Right? So yeah. this is my thing. Mm-hmm. When it comes down well, Are you to, saying liberal politically or liberal no, theologically? No, I am. I'm more or less liberal politically, I okay. guess. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now we can move I on. I think, Yeah. Well, this is my thing. So I'm trying to work out how how to have a truly liberal free for all society where um you know we're not we're not treading on freedom of speech or freedom of religion mm-hmm. um <clears throat> in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And um and I'm also trying to think about the most effective way for Christians to engage the culture. Mm-hmm. And so obviously being a two kingdoms or two ages sort of person. You can say this two is, kingdoms. It's okay. Can I? Yeah. Is it okay? It is okay. I wasn't sure. Well, we, you know, you, you obviously you missed my genius uh, breakdown the other day. You know, uh, my, my three circle Venn diagram. Did you see my three? You didn't hear you, 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 my three circle diagram, bro. It's a podcast. I know, but it was a visual. Anyone. It was a visual conceptual diagram in your brain. <laughs> it was in your brain, bro. <laughs> uh, was it like a Venn diagram? It was like a Venish diagram. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so here's my crazy idea. Tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me if this is, if this is consistent to age. All right. I mean, two kingdom thinking, right? Yeah. Okay. Two age, two kingdom, sojourn of federalism. Oh boy. Oh, nice. Um, Is that when it comes to stuff, particularly the hot button issues like homosexuality Mm. and abortion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Obviously, I don't think that uh, homosexuality is a valid alternate lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's it's an immoral lifestyle from the point of view of the Bible. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And I don't think that abortion, even if you concede the most extreme cases on the whole, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a abortion is inconsistent with the, the Christian worldview and with the teachings of scripture. Yeah. But the world doesn't accept the authority of scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. rather than picketing outside of an abortion clinic with verses from the Bible on it, mm-hmm. uh, would it not be better to say, say in the church, we teach clearly from the Bible on this. As a church, this is not how we behave. To anyone who asks the church, what does the church think about this? Or what, is, right. what does the Bible say about this? What did Jesus think about this? We can answer clearly from Scripture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are consistent or, or striving to be a consistent biblical witness of how the church should be behaving as the church. And the real tragedy is when the church begins to behave inconsistently with that. Mm-hmm. So we should be using scripture a lot in the polemics of interchurch debates and guys who want to go against that, you know, we should be throwing scripture at them. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking to atheists or non-Christians or secular governments or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. surely the thing to do is to argue on the basis of natural reasoning. Mm-hmm. Natural law, natural theology. Natural law, yeah, Van Drunen, natural so, law in the two so, kingdoms. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what that would look like for me is that actually when the debates were going on about homosexual marriage, mm-hmm. and then the church's counter-argument to that was like, oh, well, at least when I say the church, I mean, the, you know, the majority of evangelicalisms, the counter-argument to that was, look, God's the one who defines what marriage is, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm. And God has defined marriage as a man and a woman, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um but the trouble is, it's not only the Christian Judeo worldview that has marriages. Mm-hmm. And we have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Like, so truly, God created the institution of marriage, truly. Mm-hmm. But um, in a common grace society, even people who have no conception of God still have an institution of marriage in some degree or another. Which means that it just is a slightly oversimplistic way of saying you can't redefine marriage because God says this is what marriage is. Mm. Wouldn't it, would it not actually be better to just say, listen, the world can define marriage how it wants to, but the church needs to define marriage according to what God has said. And then, as the church, argue with the world on the basis of natural law about whether or not homosexual marriage is good for society at large. But you can't quite... But, you know, you can't just throw the Bible at them as if they're going to suddenly recognize that authority. Mm, mm. Does that make sense? Totally. Firstly, if I say anything yeah. about this, you got to stop yeah. hitting your microphone. Am I hitting it? You're making this weird little pump, pump, pump sound. Am I? Oh, man. Nuts, right? so just... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then, and okay. then secondly... Yeah, no, I think that's that's totally on track um, in terms of the argument. I suppose we're, I'm, I, you know, I've constantly felt the tension on this one, um, and I suppose there are those in the two kingdom, um, I suppose, uh, camp, um, like Matthew Tuninger and those guys, uh, who who are basically, you know, tracking along with everything that's being said there except feeling um, that, that, that maybe a little bit more can be done from the church's side, you know, other than just just uh, talk about, you know, the, the arguments based on natural law. And where I start feeling the pinch on what they're saying is that, you know, I, I, and much of it is so hypothetical in that you're like, 
I mean, mm. when are you ever going to get the chance to meaningfully engage, you know, uh, on the basis of natural law, you know, with some political entity, you know, concerning homosexuality? I mean, it's just, it's a very few people that are ever going to do that anyway, you know. Um, but in terms of, like, let's say you did have some ability to do that. Let's say I've used the example before. Let's say David Van Drun and himself uh, becomes the next president, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Now what? You know, is this a good thing? What, what are we going to do? And, um, and, you know, I think probably the thing for me is just that if you're in this dialogue, let's say about abortion, and you go, yeah. hey, no, listen, I, it's true. I am a Christian, but, you know, on the basis of this, this, and this, and this, and obviously you would have had to think through your natural law argument at that point, um, you know, I, I believe that we should all be able to together, you know, agree this. I, you know, as Lee Ein says, um, well, I think it was Lee Ein, someone, someone, you know, made the comment the other day that eventually someone's going to push back on you and it's going to come across as something a little bit disingenuous, you know, in that you're not really leaning on natural law at the end of the day. You're, re- you're leaning on what you, you know, you, you know about the Bible and you're leaning even on the, what the Bible tells you about, you know, the correspondence of natural law to the moral law. So you really are again, getting informed from beginning to end on the Bible. Well, you see, that's true, but you can make a distinction. Okay. Yep. So like, um, like obviously as a Christian, I'm operating within a Christian worldview. So mm-hmm. like, I can't be unbiased by that mm-hmm. and I can't claim to be unbiased by that, mm-hmm. but I can make a distinction in my mind as to how I see it affirming, um, my biblical worldview, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, for Christians mm-hmm. and between what becomes a valid argument for society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got your spectacles and the thing itself, which is basically yeah. what you're saying, and you don't want to confuse them. Um, you know, it, it, some people feel that they can't talk about the thing itself uh, unless they're talking, you know, making the spectacles the thing itself, and we don't want to fall into that trap. Uh, but I, what, all I was getting at was that at some point in my argumentation, I just want to have some sort of, I suppose, not escape clause, but just little caveat that's just saying. I don't want to feel that I need to hide my Christianity at any point, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I even need to do that in my argumentation. I think the neo-Calvinists have a good point there that, you know, like we need to be able to preach, preach Jesus and then wait for the lions, you know, that that's always got to be there. And I don't like the idea that you can just kind of, you know, uh, just, all right, now we're, we're in this neutral zone engaging in a purely natural law without that obvious, um, you know, framework, guiding us along so i think all that needs to look like i think nothing different to what you said except that you just it's almost like part of the way it gets said in that you know i am a christian i believe this primarily because of christianity here's my you know but she being upfront about being upfront about it being totally uh, you know you just do not want to come across as disingenuous i mean let's put it more down to the coffee shop argument with your buddy at this point you know yeah uh, maybe it strikes a little bit more uh, as a realistic yeah, yeah, yeah. situation it could be that it yeah. could be that but it could also be let's say you're you are a christian in politics or yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or or something like that right so you're coming at it you're going you know what um, this is, this is everyone here. I, I, you know, you should know that I'm a Christian and this is what is guiding. So I believe abortion is wrong because the Bible teaches that such and such and such and such. And you just keep mm. going. Um, and the, the, the issue then becomes, you know, it, instead of saying there, mic drop, you know, I'm walking down the room. Everyone needs to now conform to the law of God, even if you didn't believe in God, you know, which is mm-hmm. kind of unrealistic and everyone, you know, we all feel that you don't leave it there, but you, you at that point say, but I respect 
that not everyone in the room feels the way that I do. And I mm -hmm. also respect that everyone's coming at this thing from completely different angles. And so my argument is going to rest primarily on what I feel we can all arrive at based on things that are, you know, fairly obvious, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and so that would be the natural argument. So, argument. so as long as that thing is in place, I think, um, you know, it, it, it's just that when you read through Van Druden, sometimes you feel like that might not be the case, you know, right, like we're giving away too much ground exactly, and, and, and not being upfront about our convictions. Yeah. And, and, you know, he doesn't say that explicitly, but, you know, I feel like sometimes that's, it just kind of comes across that way and, and maybe freaks other people out. And, you know, as if, if we are saying that, I don't really want to be part of that, but if we, mm. if we aren't saying that, I'm fine, you know? Uh, and so basically yeah. that's my thing. Yeah. You know, but you could say, for example, as a Christian, rather than get churches to sign petitions against gay marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is what happened in the UK. Totally. And I remember it coming around to the church. And this is like very early on in my thinking about Two Kingdoms stuff. So mm -hmm. I guess I'd always been Two Kingdoms by instinct, mm -hmm. but hadn't really worked it through at all. And I remember getting the petition and I signed it just because that's what everyone was doing. And mm. and then I remember thinking afterwards, I'm not sure I'm entirely comfortable with that. Like, like why, you know, because there are lots of things that I uh, think are good for society as a whole that aren't morally right. Mm. Lots yeah. of things like, right. like, for example, Islam. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's good for society as a whole mm -hmm. that Islam has every right to practice yeah. Uh, Islam and yeah. that the, the religious rights of Muslims should be protected. I think yeah. I believe that with all my heart. And I think, mm. um, you know, it's a cause that I would back very, very strongly that yeah. Muslims should have freedom of religion. Like, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But if you're going to ask me if I think Islam is true religion or if it's helpful, you know, like morally good, then I'm going to say no, mm. because I'm a Christian. Mm. I believe in the revelation revealed through Christ and the scriptures. And, and so it's false religion. It's mm. false religion, and false religion is by default or, or by its very nature bad for people, but it's good for society. So, like, totally. you have to have that. You have to have that. And mm -hmm. so, like, the same would apply with with marriage. Yeah. You know, a gay marriage, the same would apply with the LGBT stuff. Yeah, absolutely. LGBTQ. And, yeah. Well, it's like it's like when I'm listening to the El Mola stuff. Like, I, I agree with most of it. I really do. But there are just there's moments, moments when it's just weird. And I'm like, can can you not see that that's not a Christian worldview thing? Like, that's 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 an American Republican thing. Like, it's yeah. different. The other thing, you know, when the gay marriage thing passed, I mean, it, it was just like everyone in New Zealand's just sitting back and going, like, what? What's the? I don't. What's the thing? Yeah. What, what, why is everyone freaking out? It's almost like it. You might have freaked out about. Like my grandfather might have freaked out about that. In, you know, mm. in New Zealand, <laughs> you know, something they would have been shocked at that idea. But it's just like, yeah. dude, no one cares. It's over. You know, uh, like yeah. no one's a Christian. No one's a Christian unless they're coming to yeah. church. So just leave them alone yeah. and do your thing. No one believes in the Bible, guys. You know, this is the. This is yeah. like, it's welcome, like, welcome to the club. It's very, it's very obvious in a place like New Zealand uh, that we are exiles. Oh man. Totally. You know, it's not obvious in the States, I don't think. And, no. uh, and, and so much more important why, uh, for why Christians need to be meditating on the, the idea of what it means to be an exile, you know, for sure. stop trying to make America a Christian country. Stop trying to make Britain a Christian country. Stop, you know, 
start trying to make the church Christian in that country. Mm-hmm. That would be a much better better place to put your efforts. Come on. But um still preach. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Boom. Walking away. Yep. <laughs> I felt Dubs. it. I felt it. <laughs> um I would give you the slap and kiss right now <laughs> if I could. <laughs> oh Oh, boy yeah so that was that was my whole thing and i've been in my mind i think i've been going crazy because like again i don't find a lot of support for this um, generally speaking yeah no i think it's like am i just going crazy liberal yeah no i don't think so i mean i think it's absolutely key i mean a lot of a lot of the things for me just that's one of the reasons i really love client it's just offering an entirely not liberal deeply substantial completely compelling mm. case for why not only this is a con- this is not a concession it's a it's the way god designed it and it has to be that way this is how christianity mm. operates under rome when rome's killing christians and paul's telling people mm. to obey the roman government government you know uh, it doesn't work any other yeah. way yeah. so yeah no one, and no you one know what i realize in one peter it's even stronger yeah he's like slaves submit to your masters if those masters beat you submit anyway yeah like you're not called to only submit to the good masters. Like it's just it's just his idea of how Christians should behave as exiles in in society is so strong. I heard um, you are not there as social revolutionaries. Totally, and you know, I heard someone say um, the other day. Uh, I like I really like this. You know, we talk about transformationalism and uh, the social revolutionary yeah. thing. Um, we're we're not transformationalists. We're sanctificationists. I really like that because we're we're mm. we're uh, sub- mm. you know the gospel's subversion of all of those structures is certainly you know in place in that you know by your mm-hmm. your your submission and showing this this Christ-like otherworldly ethic, um, it, you are going to subvert those structures and eventually do away with all those things and transform societies in that sense. Um, but yeah, you're approaching it in, in in I mean it's just not picketing. You know, you're not picketing outside. Um, some sort of, no. you know, there's no squabbling. It's 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 rather, you know. Basically, don't pick it. Just don't do just it. Like, it's just it. not worth it. Stop you know, here's where I would say, down. like, to the degree that picketing is an effective tool, I'm not, I'm not really, I've never been one of those political guys anyway, but, um, you know, I'm not sure if that, let's say, just like, if, uh, has picketing ever worked ever, you know, is, is one question I have. But let's say that it has, for argument's sake, right? You know, let's say on an issue like abortion, or something, I don't know, Hitler takes over and you go, the whole place is going Nazi. And now what? You know, you've got to join. I would say then firstly. you Bonhoeffer. That's what you do. Well, if you do, that might not be very two kingdoms, you know. <laughs> so we might be having to backtrack on no, what we're true. saying. But what I am saying is that you need to be able to join <laughs> with the homosexual guy. Uh, you have to join with the. I don't know, Islamic guy. I'm just, you know, let me throw it all out there. You have to be able to join with them in fighting that evil. And if that looks like Mm -hmm. picketing and that might be an effective tool, which is a different question entirely, then by all means, pick it, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, link arms. Yeah, but even then don't pick it because it's just nasty. It's just nasty. It's nasty behavior. I mean... Don't you remember that Everlast song? Well, I don't... The which song? The the Everlast song. uh, You know, the the what it's like maybe then that's what it's like what it's like you know do you that's remember exactly that john lennon song just like imagine <laughs> 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 um 
you know, and there's like um, the, 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 the I don't know, there's, there's a line in there. I can't remember how it goes now, but mm-hmm. uh, about the abortion and the whole thing is like, you know, imagine what it's like to walk in their shoes kind of thing. And I think mm-hmm. there is a degree of, of when you're picketing, it's very, very difficult to show with a picket in your hand and you're, you know, and shouting and jeering and whatever. Yeah, yeah. It that just actually leads you to are volatile compassionately behavior. and sympathetically reaching across to somebody. Yeah. Like it, it, it it's just very difficult to do. So yeah. I just can't see how they would But there ever might be, be some instances where, hey, tear down the wall. You know, and yeah, yeah, you know okay, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, you, I mean, so like, fine, pick it and join with whoever's jo- doing it. But that's kind of like what I wanted to say is that that's almost like that's a common grace. You're in the citizen. You're a citizen of this world. You know, play. You know, th- that will depend on all of that. You know, like, is that an effective yeah. thing that's happening there? As long as the church isn't getting wrapped into it as a political agenda, that's the big deal. Your one political, yeah, and it's also worth saying that, like, um, you know, Peter's saying that the church isn't a social revolutionary organization. No. But that's not to say that Christians can't be actively involved in no. changing social structures. Of course, yeah, like, and and if anything, they must. Uh, you know, if that's if yeah. that's their vocational kind of placing and calling. You know, um, and and you know the other thing to say is the church is entirely political. We're talking about King Jesus, and that's politics. And we are, a, mm. as John Jonathan Lehman points out, a body politic. There's just no way to get up get around that. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a different kingdom. It's an otherworldly kingdom. It's um. It, we're the the you know as Jesus himself said, my kingdom is not of this world. So uh, it doesn't it doesn't impact politics in the way that um, you know we 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 might impact it if um, it was of this world. Then my servants would fight. Jesus said, and so we just have to keep those basics in mind in dealing with these questions. And um, really, that drives a lot of what we're doing, I suppose, behind mm-hmm. behind this um, mm-hmm. podcast. And and um, and I think the need is there. I think it's a huge issue. It affects absolutely everything, you know, everything. I'm just convinced that if we don't get hold of this, things are going to get very, very difficult for the church yeah. in the future. And yeah, it'd probably get worse before it gets better in that sense, in that, you know, it's only when there is no option that you you start straightening out on this stuff, you know, mm. uh, when when it becomes ridiculous. You know, it's as ridiculous as it might be for for the early church to, you know, hang out in front of Nero's, um, you know, palace or wherever he was and pick it. It's not going to go well. Different plan. Different plan. It's isn't like, it? Yeah. Grandpa, are you sure this is a good idea? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't want to hold the picket, Grandpa. No. Well, you know, those neo-Calvinists, they told us this would be a great <laughs> idea. So, Yeah. yeah. Oh man! Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's. John Piper says this is what we must do, my John, John Piper. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> dude. Anyway. All right. Don't knock the daddy. Daddy no, Piper made no, us. No, no. Much daddy. respect. Much Apart respect. from his stuff on justification. Talk about, it. and that's another thing. You know, two kingdoms and justification. Dang. If you don't get hold of. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's just to get so weird. so much to say there. But don't say that to Dan Strange because he doesn't like it. Well, I, I'm, I'm, as soon as, I, as soon as I've done this PhD, bro, I'm ready for him. <laughs> okay, what's up? I look forward. <laughs> Just consider it a warm up. <laughs> totally. All right, cool. Uh, well, let's drop it there. That's Thursday Theology. We talked about something, right? I think so. From tubes yeah. to two kingdoms. Yeah. All yeah. the way. All righty. Good. <sighs> Long journey. Long journey. Keep, stay safe. Mm -hmm. Keep warm out there, people.
Oh, it's cold. It's a cold world. It's cold today. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to say something a bit more positive to end off. <laughs> Welcome we're, to the crew world. <laughs> we're, we're pessimistic <laughs> amillennialists. <laughs> but we're going to heaven. Going it's going to be great. <laughs> Do you know that whole thing where um, they dissed Meredith Klein for like, you know, the you know it's all pie in the sky his theology is all like otherworldly and you know the new new jerusalem and so there's this famous thing where he looked at the students and said yes it is but oh give me some more of that pie and he had his hands <laughs> raised toward heaven <laughs> as he, as he did it. <laughs> no, that's i great. like it let's drop it there boom mm-hmm. all right thanks man mm-hmm.